stream is playing nice now. Okay, we can kick off the show. What is going on, everyone? And as always, welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 211. It's January 16th, and I'm your host, Invader. And you know what? It's very chilly here where I am at my end. And I'm waiting to get battered by a huge snowstorm, you know, typical weather here, but, you know, still. So me and MLD are going to have to uh, break out the snow shovels here in Ontario. But alas, that's what it is. (laughs) Gotta love it. Anyways, we got a great show lined up for you, though. Uh, The Xbox One has officially been announced as uh, discontinued. Uh, While the Series X consoles, uh, apparently they're doing very well. They've been killing it. We will dive into that, touch on both of those. Stalker 2 is getting delayed. We will certainly touch on that. All this and certainly more. But first, let me introduce the panel members for the night. Uh, Timmy Bud, how you been? I'm good. I'm at my mom's right now. Uh, You know, um, just uh, dealing with the snow and the weather as well. Uh, You know, but we'll have a good show, some stuff to catch up on, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, well said, bud. There is certainly a lot on the docket. Uh, moving on down the list here. Centurion, buddy, how's things uh, going in the desert? It's going pretty good, man. It's it's the desert, you know. It's why everybody moves here. I'm enjoying the cool weather while we have it, and then when summertime rolls around, we all climb back in our homes like hermits and just wait for the, the heat to go away, but... Nah, right now it's actually pretty good. Nothing like you guys, though, but like I was telling you, I'm a- I miss the snow. I wish I could actually experience, uh, what'd you say, it was 10 inches of snow? <laughs> well, what is it? like? I think we're expecting like 20 to 25 centimeters, so oh. I'm not 100% sure like how that's like converted to inches, but something like, what, 8 eight or 9, something along those lines? 10 to 12. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a big one. Yeah, but. yeah. Like, like I was well, I guess the- you guys will have some time to sit inside and play some games. Pretty much, that's, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not, I'm not going outside. <laughs> eh, I have to. I'll show all trouble Tuesday. I gotta work, <laughs> so I'm stuck. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be fun driving in the snow with my Mustang. Good thing I got snow tires on that sucker though, so uh, I'm not too too worried. But uh, hopefully the plow. floor it, drift the car, man. amen amen those things will fishtail like anything so uh, it's a good thing i got a couple of bricks in the back (laughs) just to keep it a little balanced anyways uh but yeah no uh it's great to have you here as usual centurion um let's see moving on down the list here mld buddy hey what's going on how's uh things at your end Hey, yeah, it's a you know, pretty good week. You know, uh, just trying to knock off the backlog. Uh, almost done uh, San Andreas on Game Pass. Also playing Resident Evil Three on the side. Both pretty good games. But yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, Xbox has certainly given us a lot to talk about this week. Uh, yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah, man. Of course, of course. And uh, let's see. I, I I thought I saw Shockley pop in. I'm not sure if he's uh, exactly here. Eric, yeah, I'm bet. I'm in. Oh, okay. All right. I wasn't sure. Didn't see a highlighted there. How you been, pal? No, pretty good. Just been, uh, hasn't been much. Ga- I've been waiting for this new, uh, uh, Halo did the Samurai, Samurai, uh, <laughs> uh, challenge. And then I think they have this, uh, like cool neon cyberpunk thing. Like, I think it's starting this week, but, oh, uh, yeah. just been waiting for that to start. <laughs> um, but yeah, just haven't been doing much. Just been collecting some, uh, 
more 4K Blu-rays. I noticed I need to get an actual 4K player because these players in the PS5 and the Series X just aren't cutting it. <laughs> like since they don't have Dolby Vision, um, it's it's okay for a lot of them. But then there's some movies where it's like you're watching an HDR10, and everybody looks like a freaking tomato because it like <laughs> tries to make everybody this orange color and you go back to Dolby Vision like streaming through your streaming apps and it looks way better because it's actually the correct color grade so it's I was like I need to need to it, they're getting pretty low so they're actually getting reasonable prices now for some pretty good uh, uh, actual 4, 4k players if you're looking for them so yeah I think about the market but I haven't been doing much other than collecting some movies recently and just waiting for this new Halo uh week event to start yeah yeah i gotta get in on that yeah wasn't it you that posted on twitter what was it uh that movie sunshine i believe it was you were going on about that oh yeah yeah i, I, I like, like that movie I, I like it especially for his time like the special effects still like hold up in that movie um that's still one of my favorite like science fiction and that cast is ridiculous if, especially if you I watch people watch it now, and they're like, "Wait, all these people are in this movie?" Because <laughs> now those a lot of those people have gone on to like have like substantial careers. Um, but yeah, that one's pretty dope. I did find it for cheap. That one's not an easy one to find either. No, no. got it for fifteen bucks because some people are trying to haggle you for like forty or fifty because there's like not many being sold. So I was like, "Sweet, fifteen, take it." <laughs> hey man, take it where you can get it. But yeah, always look for that deal. I got the DVD for that. Um gotta rewatch it now that i think about because it has been on my mind mm -hmm. i definitely did want to watch it but um yeah good movie overall um but yeah guys um before we head into the topics just a reminder to like the video uh you know we're just starting out here make sure to share this out across social media and you know what's up to the channel and hit the notifications just in case youtube isn't reminding you youtube's kind of crappy like that so uh definitely hit the bell to get notified when the show goes live Okay, well, uh, on that note, fellas, uh, we will get into our first topic tonight. And you know what? We got a few Xbox console-related news to go over. And according to some reports, the Xbox Series consoles, they're doing very, very well. Uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer came out and stated the new consoles are doing well. He, he, I think he even said that the consoles are outpacing the sales of all the previous Xbox consoles, which... I mean, let's be honest, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Tim Bud, I mean, it sounds like Xbox so far, uh, this new gen, uh, well, this gen is doing quite well despite the various supply shortages. Uh, what are your thoughts on this and, like, some of the numbers coming out about the uh, series consoles? Well, to be honest, I'm uh, kind of uh, surprised that they did as well as they did. Um... And, uh, you know, for myself, I've been asking about numbers internally, and um, I'm kind of getting the uh, the feeling that they're not content. Even though that they're doing so well, uh, they are looking to really press ahead. So, for me, I was going into it, didn't think it was that good, um, but indeed, they are doing really good. 12 million consoles. It uh, looks like uh, Z Huge and a couple of others, John Welfare, uh, confirms. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really big thing that, that they hit it. And um, uh, I'm just excited that they're, they're looking to even press forward. And 
this generation uh, looked to be a slam dunk for Sony. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I do think that they will be the league leader, and although they will have the most consoles sold comparatively to Xbox, but I don't think it's going to be a two to one deal anymore. I think it's going to be more of a you know a hundred thousand to seventy five million, a hundred million to a hundred to seventy five million. And and if you consider everything that Xbox is doing with Steam and uh, the way they're they're allocating the cloud, that is a big big win for them. So huge 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 thing that they're they're doing this well, and also it means that they're going to be even more aggressive. So uh, you've seen this month with Game Pass, and we'll go through some of this stuff. They're being super aggressive, but but what I can tell you from from the 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 feelings within Redmond, I feel that they're not content. They usually would be high fiving and being doing doing uh, like wow at this point, um, but they're not. They're like we want more, and that's really exciting. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, uh, we saw that these kind of numbers get uh, you know these speculated numbers about the um, the total shift. I can't see what uh, Daniel Amadzi huge there uh, said because unfortunately he blocked me. <laughs> I don't know why he just kind of went on a mass block spree a couple of uh, what a couple of years ago. Uh, please unblock me, man. I did nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the estimated twelve million shipped. Uh, I mean you look at the numbers too. I mean back in September it was something like six point seven was shipped. So I mean the numbers are coming in pretty strong. I don't know about sold, but otherwise, I mean, it looks like it, everything is going pretty healthy. Um, and then you look at this dual console strategy that Xbox did with uh, uh, the Series S and the X, and it just seems to have paid off, especially with the, these constraints yeah. from the com- supply chain. Um, I don't know if you want to dive into all this stuff, uh, Eric, but I mean, it just seems like with all these semiconductor shortages and just the, you know, the constraints going on here, uh, it just seems like the planning ahead has paid off for, uh, the series consoles. Yeah, it definitely has like with the, and he was, as he huge made a point about it, like the, the reason for why it's also been a success for him that they've hit 12 million is because that they've, it's been able Basically, with the chip um, in the Series S, just like with its capabilities, they're able to produce that a lot faster than an X. So, like some like big Sony diehards were trying to like downplay that because um, they're like, "Well, no, if they were just focused on the X, then all those would have been sold out too." And I'm like, "But they wouldn't have been able to produce as 12 million Series X if they just did that. That's not what that would have how that would have worked." Uh, some of them try to equate that of like, well, you know, the same people making those consoles were making, you know, the the PS5 digital on the PS5, like, you know, regular version with the disc drive. I'm like, but disc drive is not the same as making the actual processors. So it's, it's not like one to one. But I mean, that's really been a great boom from them, especially because of the price. So that's also helped. Um, move those consoles so on top of that and getting more supply when hey you need you know Christmas gifts and Game Pass also is an amazing deal to tie in with that hey you get to play all these games and it's the only thing available and it's cheaper I mean otherwise I mean, you wouldn't, wouldn't expect for even people want to say all the bad stuff about Xbox One 
it still sold pretty good that they were saying some of the same things uh, in the first few months. Hey, this is outpacing. And for a while it was outpacing the 360. Um, but although, you know, 360, at least initially it had, it wasn't like, it didn't have a, I wouldn't say it had supply constraints, but like they weren't pumping those things out near as quick either um, when it was first coming out. But yeah, they used to say that as well. Like in the first couple of years, they'd come on and say, hey, Xbox One, it's actually, for all the negative press, it's actually outpacing the 360. That sold 80 million. Um, so, I mean, it, this is still a good win because Xbox One still sold steadily, at least for those first couple months, because people were thinking, well, Halo 5 is around the corner. You know, it's going to turn around here soon. You know, it never did. But, um, I mean, it's still a big win for them. If they can keep this up, keep the momentum going, they keep selling out. I hardly ever see stock at a store. Or if, if at all, at least in the states. Um, so I mean, it's working for them. So, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing all the people that are that keep saying that it's like, hey, they're just gonna hold it back, or you know, it's uh, it's less powerful than the Xbox One X. Cool. Well, the Xbox One X won't be playing Starfield or any other next gen third party games. So I guess it's not more powerful than the S. But. Yeah, well, I mean, unless you do it through the cloud, right? You know, open up that browser. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is that, but at that point, you're just streaming a, a video, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. But yeah, it's definitely, it worked out for him, so it was a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, see, this way, they can actually discontinue the Xbox One and fully put all their resources into the next generation. And if you can't find a next-gen console, you're not really left behind so long as you have xCloud. I mean, what, compared to the other side where they don't have that luxury, so they got to keep making PS4s and make their games cross-gen, but Xbox, they actually planned ahead. So I'm really glad Xbox is in the position that they are. Like, where they're really, they're doing it right. Mm -hmm. you know, on, on top of that, to say that the truth, is, the truth of the matter is that Xbox's uh, messaging and everything has been consistent, and Sony has been absolutely all over the place. And listen, it's kind of funny that they're doing the PS4, uh, still, still creating. Um, but to me, that tells me that they don't really want to sell the digital. They don't want to take the loss on the digital. So I do kind of feel like the digital is a unicorn console. They, did, they never expected to sell them at mass quantities. Um, because they take too much of a loss, and, and I kind of feel like it's kind of cheesy by them to do that because they never really intended from the start to sell that. That was more just a counter uh, of the Xbox Series S to 299. Um, they didn't want to be out there 200 dollars more, but uh, they're definitely limiting the um, digital, and I think that's pretty apparent, especially if they're still. Uh, you know, you know, producing the PS4, and uh, yeah, I really feel like Xbox is just outclassing Sony this generation. Their messaging has been absolutely spot on, and let's be honest, Sony's been all over the place. Like, you know, they said we believe in generations, and they they said Spider-Man was uh, only possible on next-gen hardware, and then they switched that up, and then yeah. they switched up a lot of other stuff, and. You know, uh, remember with Booty's comments, so many people had so many problems with it. He said two years will probably be done. But guess what? In two years, it's coming up. And guess what? Every game that looks like it's coming up in the 
uh, second half of 2022 is next generation for Xbox compared to Sony, which is cross generation. So Sony yeah, they really, they really kicked, yeah, they really kicked Sony's ass on this, on this messaging. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we got a super chat from Dirt Griggity for five U.S. dollars. Thank you very much, brother. What's going on, fellas? I figured Xbox would be much better this generation, but I didn't expect Xbox to be doing this good, this quick into this gen. Hey, I mean, you know, I I totally agree with you, Dirt, and it's just it's really nice considering like the hammering they got last gen, you know, and in some ways deservingly so. But you know, I I still felt like the Again, the Xbox One did offer quite a bit in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah, they've been really hammering. And you know what? It, with some of it, it's been uh, really good planning. Others have been, you know, the timing of things. But, you know, kudos to, to them. You know, they, they really planned out some things very well. Um, you know, some things sucked, like, again, having to push Halo Infinite a year back. But, again, that's paid dividends to them because the game turned out to be pretty darn good. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of good games to look forward to in 2021, uh, 2022, sorry. Um, but yeah, guys, it's just interesting too. Like, like you're all saying like the, uh, again, the Xbox one, we, we didn't know that the Xbox one was discontinued. It was only just confirmed what uh, a couple of days ago, officially by Xbox, uh, who was it? Uh, Cindy Walker, the director of console product marketing. Uh, she said that it was to focus on the Xbox Series production, and I'll be honest with you, that, that probably that was a very good decision by them to do that uh, late last year, um, to focus on those chips, whereas the PlayStation, again, like you guys were touching on, both Tim and Shockley, um, you know, there's this report that came out that Sony planned to cut the PlayStation 4 at the end of uh, this past year, 2021, but with all the supply shortages, they've had to go back on that because those chips for the PlayStation 4 are just a lot easier to find. So they're going to have to rely more on the previous gen, which is very, very, very interesting. And just kind of an, a whole narrative flip entirely. Uh, Centurion Buddy, you've been a bit quiet. Uh, what are your thoughts on all this? I'd let everybody go first because I've been debating with this about a few people in DMs. And I just... How is Sony going to compete? Sorry to be an ass like that, but how are you going to release a $300 PS4 against a $300 Series X? Um, I just really don't know what to say about that situation. Um, we're seeing Sony in a position that we haven't seen Sony in in a while. Sony has had its ups and downs, and they were at a very big high point last gen. Um, it appears now that they did not plan accordingly. They weren't prepared for what was going on. And in business, sometimes the make or break in a business is learning how to pivot. And we all saw that Microsoft can pivot very easily. They switched product. We already heard the rumors that they had ended Xbox uh, One production months ago. And then, like you said, it was um, actually officially announced just the other day. Um, which I think is actually pretty witty of Xbox. We're used to PlayStation being witty and coming out with something like, hey, look at what we're doing better over here. And it's like the other day we got Play PlayStation coming up. Um, we're going to start um, producing more PS4s to uh, 
get to get to where we can still have a console on the market because of all the silicon shortages, semiconductor shortages, and lack of materials to create our really massive heat sink. And all of a sudden, Xbox comes out and it's like, oh, yeah, we already stopped production on the Xbox One. We're all in on next gen. And it's a total difference in messaging from the two companies. Who said well? Somebody say something? I don't know, but no, I... Oh, okay, just making sure. I was like, is somebody objecting? <laughs> <laughs> well, it no, is. I, I agree with what you're saying. I just, I kind of feel like um, they're hamstrung, as is Xbox. It's just that uh, Xbox is has in the unique position that um, it requires less silicon to make the Series S. And I think we talked about this Earlier, I know I reported on on uh, on the other show. I think I reported here that it takes two to one silicon. So if you want to make a, a Series X, it takes the amount of silicon two times more than it would than the S. And and they and Xbox uh, debated this, and they consciously uh, flooded the market in the holiday with Series S so that more people can have it, and that's how they hit the number uh, of twelve million. Um, you know, which is uh, for a year and a month or whatever, uh, is absolutely fantastic numbers. To think that all of last generation, they never had anything close to that. Like, they, you know, they were like eight million, nine million for a physical year, and right off the bat, they're twelve uh, million. And it looks like forecasting that everything is still going to be sold out throughout the year, and it looks like they're going to probably. Um, Mr. Welfare uh, predicts uh, he's very good at that. Uh, 12 to 13 million consoles, consoles, or 12 million consoles for the year. Which, if you're at that pace, you're at 25 million at the end of 2022, uh, going into 2023, and that's a really strong position proposition for Game Pass. I mean, it's just crazy how they turned it around this fast. I don't think well, anybody thought that they would have done it this fast. Well, they nobody thought that they would do it this fast, but I'm thinking the rogue factor that a lot of people still have not really wanted to acknowledge is the change in leadership over at Sony with Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan is not Sean Layden. Like, if you look at the interviews with the direct, the, the ex-game director over at Ben Studios for Days Gone and all the hoopla that's going on with apparently if you know if how he how him and his team were made to feel that their game was a failure um they sean layden came out and talked about how he had really high hopes for that game franchise and that he was really disappointed in seeing that sony wasn't doubling down on on that game franchise so that means sean layden wanted to get that that was a sean layden game meanwhile jim ryan whatever he's doing over there he's focused on total different things and what people are expecting he is definitely more focused on the pc side of things they have raised game prices um i mean public perception is starting to shift i saw a tweet today from gaming forte about how somebody brought a custom call of duty playstation 4 yeah. into the into gamestop and traded it for a series s and 
uh, when you read the comments and you start feeling the temperature of the room, you hear some of the same things I've already been saying. That apparently over on the PlayStation side, they feel that gaming over there is for the elite. And what I mean the elite, I mean people that have really good paying jobs that can afford these $70 games and paying for games multiple times and paying for upgrades and all these other things that Xbox gamers have been treated with by Microsoft Xbox and actually receiving most of the time free of charge and definitely you're starting to see this perception shift that uh, like who wants to go broke playing video games i don't care who you are you could sit there and try to champion sony all day long they're a great plastic box they make really good games but no one is going to go broke unless you're absolutely crazy over a plastic platform um like but with xbox let's think about it you got the the next gen console which is going to be the same cost as the ps4 the games are going to be not as expensive as they are in the ps5 we all know that most games on the ps5 are going to be 70 bucks we know there's 70 dollar games on the xbox side but they are few and far between compared to the playstation side also, for $300, I think, mo mo correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but doesn't, the, like, the game consoles come with, like, a free month of Game Pass? I think it's 14 days. Maybe, but still, um, think, think about yeah. it, though, as a parent. Like, uh, for Christmas, I got a birthday, yes. whatever celebration you got going on, yes. I could go buy a $300 console and still got to fork out more for a, for a game, or I could buy the get box... For 15 days, they're going to have X, I mean, uh, access to X amount of games for free of charge. And then for 10 to $15, I could give them a game library with more games than they could play in a freaking month. So it, it just comes down to, I'm sorry, but people with, a, with an intelligence of wanting to be responsible with their money and, not ch and trying to basically somehow um, support Sony with their own pockets, I've never yeah. understood why anybody's going to, I got to keep Sony alive alive let sony worry about keeping themselves alive it's called competition if they're gonna let their competition overtake them through creating so much added value that people are gonna start switching dude that's on them that's not yeah. on people to support sony because sony doesn't exactly isn't exactly wanting to pivot and change with the times and how like let's think about it man freaking the cost of everything is going up inflation is absolutely crazy my paycheck is not getting any bigger i i i buy very few games on the playstation side most of the time i wait for them to go to sale go on sale i'm over spending most of my money on xbox because it's more affordable i think you really made some really strong points there not to interrupt um invader no, but i I just wanted to to really kind of piggyback on that and things that I've heard. Um, yeah, you do hear, you hear a lot of parents talking or tweeting like that that they don't have all the money in the world. And listen, it's 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 the crunch is there. Inflation's up seven to ten percent. There's a lot of money, and and it's, there's no there's no shame in saying that you can't afford or that you you have to kind of limit yourself on video games because it isn't an essential. It is an essential, okay? It is something that we do recreational. And and for the amount of value that Xbox has been pushing out, you are seeing a lot of people say, like a, I'm a, uh, I saw somebody say today, I'm a single father, and I didn't think the way the current, the way the generations were going that I'd be able to, to actively support gaming. But here I am with Game Pass, 
And uh, I really, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I can. And that's not bullshit. I mean, you look at the stuff, just look at this month with Game Pass. You, you're not starved for games, if anything, and I think we're all guilty of it. You can't keep up with Game Pass. It's so kick-ass that it's it's like it's like a it's building it builds it, it you, you can't keep up with it it's absolutely you know you can but you know everyone has time but it's very hard to they are offering a ton of stuff they are three times saying this month first they come up with the first round of games and everyone's like oh wow green pants is game but then they're like oh extraction's coming also and then they're like oh bad, uh, hitman the trilogy's coming and no extra cause it's absolutely crazy, and I just think that you really hit a home on a lot of points. That's really kind of the answer to why uh, it's why it's not that surprising. Is because people really are seeing and and feeling the value of what Xbox is providing as a whole. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I, you're right. We're being inundated and overwhelmed with content from Game Pass, like. We're already planning to play Extraction, uh, me, the blue one, and the guys that I hang out with. And then all of a sudden, we just found out today that ESO is doing an event right after, I mean, a day after. It's starting a day after, of um, the day after Extraction comes out, ESO is starting an event. So now we're all going, man, we're going to have to juggle going back and forth between Extraction and ESO playing the event. And let's just like, man, there's never enough time to play the games we want to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it's interesting, like, the conversations going on right now, fellas. Especially, you know, we talk about all that stuff that we just went through. But then even PlayStation developers recently, there was a couple of articles that came out, like uh, Corey Balrog from, uh, what was it, Sony Santa Monica, saying that, again, the PlayStation developers, they've been badgering Sony to bring their games to PC because, again, that's more... You know, it's more revenue for them, more exposure for these game titles, and I'm pretty sure that they've been seeing the success of Xbox Game Pass, um, not just on the console side of things, but even on PC, because PC gamers have been getting in on that as well, just the overall success. So, yeah, I think overall Xbox has been killing it um, with the way that there's mar- their marketing has been, and just the way that, uh, again, the, the the way that they, they talk to the, uh, the fan base, the consumer base. As well, just, again, uh, policy-wise, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good overall. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, either way, um, you know, it's sad to see, just to, like, kind of close off this topic, it's sad to see the Xbox One kind of officially go. But at the same time, you know, the Xbox Series consoles kick ass. I had a lot of really awesome times with the Xbox One. And, um, you know... We uh, it was a little bit of a difficult generation to be uh, an Xbox fan at the time, but yeah, uh, sure. it was. But uh, you know, I'll say this before and I'll say it again. I still to this date do not regret my purchase of a, uh, you know, waiting in line at an EB Games um, at midnight for the launch of the Xbox One, even with the Connect, because I'll, I'll I'll admit I, I I did really enjoy the Connect for what it was. I like the Connect too. You know, I I just think that the Xbox One, as you know, listen, we went over this a thousand times and we've all talked about it. It got off on the wrong foot and unfortunately never recovered, even at launch. It never recovered at E3 of 2012 when Sony really took it to them and they had that commercial of trading games and 
you know, the, this Xbox tried so hard, and, and I feel like it was a, a pretty, it was, it was, it was a hard generation. You know, I think Xbox tried to give their best, you know, uh, foot forward, and, and I feel that, uh, you know, they really, uh, you know, took care of the fans in some aspects with like fan fest, but you know, they were limited on content. But you know, I think we were all vocal, and as a community, we told them, you know, we need games and. Look at look at what's going on here now. I mean, they're you know, like I said at the opening of the show, they got so many games in development. They have so many unannounced games, and here I am talking to you know people at Xbox, and they're like, you know, we got to do better. We got to you know, we got to you know, and you know, this is coming from you know the same people where last gen they couldn't get a break. And they always try to be so positive because that's the only thing that they could do um, because everything was just so negative and, and, and they really got, they really, t- it was a hard time for them. It was a hard time for the fans. Yeah. Um, it, it's overall, it was, it was a tough time, but you know, here we are and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of nice because we all stuck with them and, and you know, we are, you know, we're here now and it's nice yeah no absolutely agree and you know i know that they hit a roadblock recently with uh how many backwards compatible games that they're able to uh bring themselves to the system but uh you know i i still want those legacy titles like all of them brought forward from the og xbox from the 360 and whatnot and i really hope that I know that Xbox made an impassioned um, speech about it, like, again, going back, what, two months ago, about, you know, open having these publishers be more open to um, emulation. And I just, I really hope that we see more of that, more openness, and just, you know, more allowance of this. Uh, because, again, there's a lot of awesome games that uh, people still really need to enjoy, I think. Because, you know, going back to the back catalog, even Xbox-exclusive titles, you know, bring back Mech Assault. I know that there's complications, and I talk about it a lot, but there's a lot of kick-ass games that, you know, should be revisited. Um, and even Not some... to go off on a random subject, but I feel that um, backwards compatibility has the potential to come back into the mainstream if a certain situation uh, occurs with a piece of hardware that's coming out over on the Sony side. Mm. That the whole, because if you think about it, the whole problem with um, backwards compatibility games is when these games were contracted out, it said Xbox 360 or whatever platform they were using. And then that's why they had to go in and do all this relicensing. And that's why on the Xbox side, they treat the Xbox now as an ecosystem. So when you make a game for the ecosystem, that game can work on whatever you want. Pretty much most of the contracts will be for that game to work in the ecosystem, no matter what hardware is running it, at least for newer titles that come out. Um, but I think it's going to be very interesting because a couple of people I've been listening to that have been discussing the PSVR 2 are really wondering what does this mean for the PSVR 1 games? 
were these games contractically obligated to only work on the PSVR 1, which was a PS4 um, accessory, and now we're talking about a PS5 accessory, is this, is, are we going to see backwards compatibility come back into uh, the mindset of every gamer out there that are we going to see yet another game get locked down to last generation due to the the unforeseeable future? Well, it's interesting you say that because I think, what was it, yesterday or maybe a couple hours ago, I can't exactly remember, so please forgive me, fellas, but there was a leak... Uh, about the PlayStation Store saying that uh, there were PlayStation 3 games popping up uh, on the uh, PlayStation 5 store. So, I don't know. Could that be a part of their uh, subscription service? Will we be getting uh, some kind of announcement soon? Maybe. Uh, I've seen some things about backwards compatibility popping up over um, about, I guess, somebody cracked backwards compatibility or emulation over on the PlayStation side, but I didn't see <laughs> anything official so that's where I just kind of put it in. Yeah. Up on, I put that on the top shelf of, well, let's hope that's possible because... Don't hold I, your breath. Yeah, that's because at the same time, that we all know Sony likes to do likes to hide backwards compatibility behind paywalls and other things that I don't agree with when it comes to backwards compatibility. Um, it would be great, but I'm like Shock just said, I'm not going to hold my breath because, you know... I it, this isn't this isn't that would be not the Sony I'm used to. It's already there. It's if you look at it, it's the they have PS2 titles at, up until this last uh, backwards compatible update for Xbox uh, for OG Xbox. They actually had more PS2 titles um, that were backwards compatible on on PlayStation. Um, I'm not sure if they have any PS1 titles, but um, yeah. It, PS3 isn't going to happen, and a lot of people were posting pics of uh, PS3 games, but because it showed prices. But that's because there was kind of like, and it, and it's a known glitch from from the past few years. Because when PS Now started, it used to see used to see like prices of like fifteen ninety nine to rent it for like two days to <laughs> play the game, crazy astronomical prices before they kind of revamped it because uh, it was ridiculous. Um, but some of those prices still show up. So people are thinking like, oh, I can play Dead or Alive 5 for, you know, I can buy it for $15. No, that's that's the old PS Now, like, pricing structure. So it's not, they're not somehow. It's, and I think the big thing people keep passing around that all games are going to be all backwards compatible PS1, PS2, the whole entire library. I'm like, you people are nuts. Like, <laughs> that's never going to happen. The whole licensing issue behind that no stop well if xbox <laughs> is having issues i can only imagine uh, how things are at their end so yeah well, they didn't unlock the secret better. thing They're to play every disc no nah. <laughs> yeah they, they unlocked a secret in there to allow you to play every disc to get around the licensing issue because that's what they would have to do and then that means they don't make any money off of it because you could just put a disc in no at least xbox they were like hey you can put that disc in, but we have to be able to like sell it to you digitally for the most part. There's a couple that are disc only, but most There's of them are good digital. backwards compatibility games on the PlayStation side. Like I just recently bought Jack and Dexter, uh, the, the quadrilogy with all the Jack and Dexter games in it. And then I also yep. bought Star Wars Bounty Hunter 
Um, that's where, uh, like, if you have never played Star Wars Bounty Hunter, you need to go check that game out. It is the story of Jango Fett and how he became basically the soldier that they cloned in the episode two of Attack of the Clones and why they chose him. Um, Count Dooku's in it, and you see the whole backstory of how he got the Slave One, which is the ship that we always see Jango and Boba Fett use. Um, and it also gave really great lore towards the Mandalorian uh, species in the Star Wars universe, uh, which I, dude, I, that's everybody's getting exposed to the Mandalorian side now because of the Disney uh, television show. I was exposed to the Mandalorian culture in Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which was an absolute awesome game. And it can only be found either on Nintendo GameCube or basically the PlayStation backwards compatibility. Interesting. Very interesting. I need to work on with Konami to get uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 on. Just not not even backwards compatible. Just sit, put a remaster and just slap it on there and make us rebuy it. Like, that's so crazy. It's tied to the PS3. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to keep an eye on that and what they do with that. But, uh, yeah, guys, I mean, either way, uh, lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to from both, well, Xbox and PlayStation, but uh, we'll probably know about that subscription service in the coming months. Um, all right, guys, uh, continuing on here, uh, we'll move on to the next topic. And it looks like Xbox Game Pass is getting another high-profile release into the service. The Hitman Trilogy is launching day one into it on January 20th, so, what, only four days away? Damn, pretty quick. Uh, Scent Buddy. Uh, moving over to you. If if I remember correctly, uh, you're a bit of a Hitman fan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trilogy going into day one into the Game Pass? Um, I'm excited. Um, for people who have not checked the game out, I've played the first and second ones. I just recently bought the third one with the DL with all the DLC, the Seven Deadly Sins. It's actually a very unique set of games. Um, I never played the originals. Um, I, I keep going back whenever they go on sale, and I look at the originals. The originals definitely do not uh, reach out to me and, like, hit, you know, it's not my cup of tea on the originals, but the, the newer ones, um, let's just, to describe it, it's a sandbox environment, depending on what mission you're on, uh, whether you're doing a military base, um, going around a dinner event, um, or trying to break into some secret uh, high-tech health spa for... Like, it's almost got like a James Bond-esque style to it with some of the enemies on going to a high-tech health spa that has the ability to genet uh, to do plastic surgery with a robot to change them so that way they can become anybody they want. And when you're in these sandbox environments, uh, you get to do things. There's multiple ways to take out the main target. Um, like at the health spa, you can go in and at least find the target while he's in his room quick and easy, or you can start getting creative and wait until he goes into the plastic surgery suite and you find one of the techs that operate the robot and you take them out and you put on their uniform and you go into the control room and reprogram the robot to totally mutilate this guy. Um, there's way, there's multiple different ways to solve the, the puzzle. It's almost like a puzzle of how do you get from point A to point B, take out this guy and get out of there without arising suspicion 
because I uh, you you could try to run and gun in those games, but they'll overwhelm you very quick. You just got to be stealthy and methodical in your thoughts. Like, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to disguise myself as. This is how, and they even have you plan it out on how you want to take your targets out. Um, you can try to sneak a gun in to shoot them, or you can start, uh, get really creative and hide a mine underneath a table and then just go somewhere else and detonate it when they're near that table. There's, there's a million different ways to play each scenario. I had a lot of fun playing them. I've been enjoying the story. Um, they actually do have a good story to them and um, definitely get to keep coming back. Um, there's also, what is it, the little, I want to say, the little side uh, uh, missions that they have that aren't where you can go into like a sniper mode and you just stay at a distance and the whole objective is to try to pick everybody off with a sniper rifle but then you get style points like you can wait for the individual at the wedding reception to get underneath a, 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 a stack of speakers that are anchored on the building and rather than shoot the individual you shoot the speakers up top dropping them on top of the individual and you get style points um, definitely they've made it a very fun creative game definitely gonna hopefully see a lot of people talking about hitman who haven't tried it out yet uh there's a lot of laughs in it um but also um we also got to talk about the fact that io seems to be getting really really comfortable with xbox um yeah. we've heard rumors with project dragon potentially being uh an rpg style game that is being made exclusively by io for xbox um, and not to mention, we also saw all the rumors that, you know, IO separated themselves from Square Enix and they've had a lot of, um, companies throw money at them trying to make the acquisition, but they wanted to try to stay independent because they won their independence from Square Enix. They had a manager buyout, but we also have to acknowledge the fact that when you get bought out by Xbox, Xbox has a tendency to leave companies alone once you're underneath that umbrella. They don't like to really interfere too much with what's going on at the studios. They want to they don't want to shoehorn them into creating games they're not passionate about. So definitely if IO was to want to start talks with somebody that would be able to acquire them and give them more money to do what they love and leave them alone, Xbox would be the perfect company for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a trial run. Um, I mean, Jeff Grubb, I think, best said it. Um, you know, a lot of people were like, where's the acquisitions last year? And, you know, I've been talking about how Xbox wants to invest money. And I think one of the investments last year were um, a lot of buying up devs. Not devs, per se, like in publishers, but uh, hiring developers to come on and add to the teams that they existently have. I mean... Bethesda uh, grew grew a lot. All these studios have grown, um, some doubling in size, and uh, you know, getting locations uh, that they can uh, work at, like uh, well, Tim, Compulsion. Tim, look at Undead Labs. Apparently, they just opened up a third location in Orlando. Yeah. yeah so yeah, exactly. So that's the type of spending that they they've done, but. What I was saying about Jeff was Jeff said, and I think uh, Miles uh, of Windows Central suggested that this is kind of like, uh, you know, they're, they're both showing their best face faces to each other. And it's kind of like a work in progress. 
Uh, obviously, IO is rumored to have a game. It looks like it's pretty much legit. Um, just judging by, you know, people at Xbox reaction, like Joe Neat, who is visibly upset because of all these projects coming out. Um, because they're, they're, they're true. If you were, if, you, if they weren't true, you would laugh it off. But, um, you know, so IO supposedly has a big AAA Dragon game. And, you know, you see stuff like this. And as, uh, you know, Satorian talked about, um, you know, that's that's the mark of Phil. I, I really believe that Phil has preached that. Um, you come in, run as, as you were. Uh, we'll be hands-off. We'll be more of a support, uh, you know, a support, uh, uh, you know, if you need money, if you need, you know, a certain type of, uh, if you need, uh, you know, ATG to come and help you uh, with the technical side of it and certain things like that. But they're hands off, which, and I think that's that speaks of to Phil because I think that's Phil's philosophy, and um, I do think it's gonna pay off dividends. Um, uh, I could definitely see, especially if the games do well, whether it's Perfect Dark and the Crystal Dynamic team that, that, that that's on there, um, or this, or even Avalanche, if those games are are, are successes. Um, I, I could, I, I could definitely see some signed deals, um, especially and I, I said we were talking about it. I, I believe last show, um, for next year or this year when we're in 2022, I, I see the acquisitions. I, I, I can see a couple landing this year. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, is like I was saying, even though they're not, they hadn't acquired anybody since Bethesda, they have been like adding so many, so many developers and even ATG which was their support studio that helps they're like the best of the best as far as their developers that they know like the 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 you know the ins and outs of, of DirectX 12 and how to get the most out of it mm. uh that team doubled in size uh Bethesda running commercials at the uh you know uh at the at the game awards to hire uh, you know, uh, you know, you look uh, at even uh, Hellblade Studio, uh, Ninja Ninja Theory. You know, there were there there were forty. Now I hear there are like sixty people working on on Hellblade Two, um, where the first game had fifteen people. Uh, so yeah, they are they are expandingly growing. Um, uh, you know, uh, you talked about State of Decay, uh, the developer there. Um, you know, they just, like you said, opened up a studio for just for animation help uh, for the, across the, the, the board. So everyone can, you know, go to them. So I really feel like Xbox, uh, game studios in the last couple of years have grown and, uh, they'll continue to grow. I, I really think that, uh, uh, as, as, uh, as I, as I heard, they want to spend smart. But they want to spend, and that speaks to, uh, you know, us, the gamers. We're buying up Xboxes, and we're buying up games, and we're so staying subscribed. Um, and it's a very good thing. I just, I just, uh, I'm really, uh, you know, uh, you know, happy to see where just the overall health of Xbox is, um, just comparatively to last generation, where it came so close to. Was not even having this to talk about, you know. Think about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just just a great position to be in. And uh, you know, uh, this whole panel has been 
good Xbox fans and, you know, uh, I'm stuck with it. And uh, it's just a tribute to, to, to all of us, to all the fans, uh, you know, and all the people in the chat, Nano, uh, you know, just awesome fans. I mean, just, you know, you know, not the fair weather fans who just, you know, who are here and they're, they're there all the time, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm just, I'm just really happy at the position they're in. And, and I definitely expect more growth, whether it be organically or a couple of studios, uh, uh, you know, signings, especially current deals that are going, if they, if they hit off, if, if Perfect Dark's a hit, I guarantee you there'll be some, that, that Crystal Dynamics will be a part of that team. I don't see them going back to Square. I just love the aggressiveness personally of Xbox and you know that breeds competition and you can tell especially with like Sony's PlayStation's uh, acquisitions over the past year as well they've been more aggressive too and even with the way that they're going into PC gaming again it's just it's very indicative of again you know they're both being very aggressive and I <laughs> hey man when you got the full force of Microsoft behind you you're going to see a lot of money get pumped into things and with regards to io interactive again xbox isn't stupid microsoft isn't stupid when they do a deal like this to get the Tril hitman trilogy in they see the data they see the data of how many people download it how many people are talking about it online like again all the analytics that go into all this stuff um you know they're, they're looking hard into it to see what we're all playing and, you know, it could also, if it's a really big hit on Game Pass, you know, they'll definitely look into them. Uh, I wouldn't say for acquisition per se, but it certainly helps. And with this codename Dragon that they're working on, uh, hopefully we get to hear something about it this year, an announcement of some sort. You know, they do look like a prime candidate, but it just shows the aggressiveness there. Uh, MLD buddy, uh, are you a Hitman fan? Do you think you're gonna try out the trilogy, you know, test the water here? Oh, we are certainly spoiled for choice right now. <laughs> I mean, after my current games are done, I actually wanted to go into Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So, I mean, uh, in, in one month, they released, like, these two trilogies onto Game Pass. Like, it's crazy here. And then you got Extraction. I don't know. It, it's definitely gonna go in my backlog, but... Uh, it's just, uh, it is just too much to play, but from what everyone's been saying, it's definitely like a very, uh, it's one of the, the top stealth games out there. I just admire Xbox for really, um, what is it? For, it's like free PR. This is a multi-platform game. It is not exclusive to Xbox, but doing this, it's almost like, it's like kind of like a, a pretend exclusive, a half exclusive, whatever you will. It gives it gives them free PR. It gets the fans talking. It gets like it gets us appreciative because I'm sure this wasn't cheap. Like they gotta pay money to get these day one games. And gamers are starting to see Xbox is willing to pay the extra money to put these multi-platform games on their service. Is Sony doing that day one for uh, PS Plus and PS uh, PlayStation Now? Not really. At least not for like these big games that we're seeing here. These uh, multi-platform AAA games. So. It's just overall a really good strategy for them. It's just whatever, however much it pays. Like it's like it's as if like they released their own first party exclusive. It just yeah. gets gamers talking. It just gets Xbox so much positivity. So I'm very well, yeah. Like 
and I hope this this is like the like kind of like the courting phase, like uh, that with Xbox and IO. I hope this leads to something good. I hope the stats, the data comes in and, and is favorable, because I feel like the best acquisitions are ones that come with established IP. Like Bethesda came with so many IP that predate like even the PS1 with Doom and uh, Wolfenstein. If the Hitman series, that would be a big pickup. And you know if that happens, all the backlog, all the previous Hitman games of see from the 360 uh, period, they would come on the Game Pass permanently. We'd be discovered by all these gamers, new and old. It's it's a it's a nice prospect to think about. So. I'm I'm hoping for the best. I, I hope uh, gamers discover it, and they should. But me personally, I just oh, it's gotta go in the back because uh, I personally want to play Mass Effect Legendary Edition because I got a new TV with, with that that's 120 yeah. frames per second, and I really want to play that in 120 frames. But Hitman's definitely gonna go in the backlog for the year. <laughs> Did you get it? Well, I mean, oh, go ahead, Tim. No, I just I, we're gonna talk about this in an upcoming uh, topic, but. You know, just the point about the Game Pass, about how it's like free PR. Um, you know, uh, people are complaining about the next six months, oh, there's no games. When you have something like Game Pass, each month you're taken care of, uh, no matter what. You know, yeah, they might not have exclusive games because of delays and such and such, uh, but you just had an amazing last six months. And, yeah, you might be a little bit light with exclusives for the next six months, but if, if January is any indication, you really don't have much to say because you're getting a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, uh, what, 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 uh, you know, MLD said is, is that like they can combat some bad, uh, you know, like a delay with, Hey, you know, guess what? We got this on game pass or they can sign a deal, not saying that it's going to happen, um, but like something like Dying Light, hey, two weeks before, guess what? Home of Home of Game Pass, Dying Light Two, stuff like that, uh, you know. And uh, it's not exclusive, but in a way, it it it, it plays like uh, an exclusive would. Not not the same amount of obviously, uh, you know, press or whatever or a hit that the exclusive would have. But there's something there. If Dying Light Two was named uh, on Game Pass day one, we would all be going nuts. And that's just the power of Game Pass. The Game Pass not only is unbelievable uh, for the gamer, but it's also big for Xbox because it's it's a, a built-in PR machine. They can basically say, hey, we're having a rough month. You know, we're getting hit over here. or We got a delay. We might have to delay... Uh, uh, you know, Redfall here and there. You know what? Let's just let's just uh, let's talk to you know uh, Dying Light to Dev and let's let's get some money going and let's get this exclusive. Shut people up, and at the end of the day, people will take it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that Xbox is, has built into their model that you know they they can lean back on. You know, there's no. Uh, you know, there's ways to get the, the proper PR and, and, and the good word of mouth out there. And they've consistently did this, and they started this last year with, like, the show and, and Outriders. And, um, you know, people take notice, and it's a big deal. So, again, I know we sound like, you know, we're, we're uh, 
you know, uh, the major shills for Xbox, but uh, <laughs> maybe they made us this way because they just, they just, they're just delivering, and there's no way, of, there's no way about it. They're delivering more than Sony is. Um, if you were really comparing it uh, at this point, you know, and and it's beginning to show, and, and public is beginning to pick up on it, and that's why you know uh, they're at 12 million sales. They're not getting killed three to one or two to one, you know, uh, like they were. I mean, uh, and I'm going to end this off by saying when they had Connect in April of 2014 or May of 2014, that month worldwide. They got so outsold eight to one. So for that month worldwide, they lost eight to one. That's how much of a hole Xbox was in. Think about that. And now that they're coming to the point where they're almost, you know, uh, you know, uh, PlayStation's probably at 16, 15 million, and, and Xbox is at 2.5, but that's not eight to one. So that's how much they've coming back, and uh, that's how much you know, they've gained through the years. Right. Yeah, totally. Plus, like, again, they're going all in on PC day one. They did not do that in any previous generation. We're going to get those, like, a streaming stick and TV integration this year. And yet, it's the best generation Xbox has ever had. And you know, all the naysayers, they kept saying, if, the do, if you do day one PC, no one's going to buy a console. And yet, here we are. No, totally. And by the way, MLD, uh, what kind of TV did you pick up? Just out of curiosity, is it an uh, LG? Uh, Samsung uh, QLED, seventy-five inch. Ooh. Nice. I, I walked into Best Buy. I said, I want one hundred and twenty. I want HDR. I want V uh, variable ray shading. I want all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, the guy pointed me to the TV. LG or Samsung? Like, eh, well, I, I'm a Samsung. If I'm a um, for, as far as TV goes, I'm a Samsung uh, uh, brand loyalist. Loyalist. I went with that one, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I, I I'm gonna set up this. Can't go wrong, man. That's a great TV. I know. I know exactly. I know which TV that you got, and uh, I I have seen it. It's amazing TV. It blows you away. Watch Dune on that thing. Shit looks amazing. <laughs> okay, Dune and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Those will be my first things. Okay. Sounds good, guys. And uh, Eric, just out of curiosity, uh, do you plan on uh, downloading Hitman or gonna wait? Uh, I, I mean, with everything being so dry until I think Crossfire X drops out next month, but uh, yeah, I might give it a, a try. I was a big Hitman uh, guy on the 360 and like OG Xbox, and then just I don't know, I watched my friend play, I think, Abs Absolution, um, and then just something turned me off about. The look of the game, I don't know, <laughs> uh, from like those old school ones. But, um, but I've been hearing great things about Hitman 3 and some of the other earlier series, so might download it and get, you know, give it a try. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's see here. We got uh, 30 watching, but only 16 likes. Come on, guys. Smack that like button. And again, share it out. Let everybody know that we are live. Uh, all right, guys, we will uh, move over to something else. Next up, uh, some other bits of news, and Stalker 2 is getting delayed, well, yet again, uh, moving seven months from April 28th to December 8th. Uh, developer GSC stated that they need more time to polish it, polish, polish off the game, and just to get it into a more desirable state. I guess they're 
being perfectionists if I'm to take all their wording right. Uh, Shockley, bud, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, game delay here? Uh, is this going to hurt Xbox, or do they have enough in the pipeline, or you know, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, um, it was definitely because we were just talking, or I was just bringing it up last uh, yeah. podcast of like when I was psyched for this one because I knew it was early part of the year. Um, yeah, I mean it's it sucks in in the scheme of things that you know we don't get to play earlier, but you know if you actually look at it with Xbox's lineup, they're they have December already set uh, with both Stalker two, um, November with Starfield. Uh, we know Redfall is supposed to be somewhere in this. I don't know if it's the spring, or I think it's at least the summer. I think they said summer 2022. Hope. One can hope. I August, mean, supposedly I there's a delay, uh, but... And, obviously, we don't have... We're probably, we're probably not going to know until around E3 time. That's probably when they're going to announce when Deathloop would come to Xbox, mm-hmm. um, would be my guess. Or maybe they can't say anything about it since it'd still be under that one year. Um, but my guess it would be hitting at least sometime this this fall uh, with Deathloop because um, I think they just had that one year exclusivity yeah, so for sure. um, that should be a no brainer since they own the studio um, so you got Redfall so you already got those four and I think we have a f- well yeah you have Crossfire X dropping you know next month Age of so Empires is definitely coming too I've, yeah. I've uh, sourced the reboot, that and the reboot well, yeah. so you have quite a and, and this is all the stuff just that we know there could be I don't know if Forza Motorsport would make it, or maybe they have something else. Maybe that's a, a smaller, you know, title kind of like how you had out of obviously not out of worlds too, but a title like that um, that might not be like a big, you know, huge well, release. Um, I but mean, it sounds like they got a pretty good lineup for the year if if all those hit. Mm-hmm. Like there seems is pretty good. Oh no, yeah. So not to interrupt you, uh, Eric, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean it's just the. You know, the reality of it, like, so many games are getting delayed. I know, what was it, a month ago, Scorn had made an announcement, uh, the team there, saying that the game would be delayed further again, uh, I want to say, into September or October of this year. October, um, for Halloween. Yeah, and th- well, that makes a lot of sense. I was hoping to... Oh, yeah, they have Scorn as well, so, I mean, they got mm-hmm. pretty good lineup. But there's also um, yeah, it's, it's a very strong lineup if you really think about it. You have Age of Empires, Born, Crossfire. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's a better release games. date for it, but <laughs> like Star- I thought it was going to hit in April, and that that'd be a perfect time. There's probably not much going on. And then you have the Almighty of all Starfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Starfield Star- is yeah. going to be legendary. So, I mean, nobody wants to be in the heart of that. Like, right sla- you know, right on, uh, what was it, November Rise 11th. of the Tomb Raider learned the hard way with Fallout 4. Yeah, Starfield's going to, you know, I mean, I, I find it funny when people compare it to Fallout 76. They um, should have not paid was, for that exclusivity. You know, there was a recent like, posting um, that it's been in development since 2016. Uh, and the last, uh, if you heard the last comments from Todd Howard, they sound like they're well on their way to make the date. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a delay. Um, but yeah, Starfield's going to be absolutely huge. 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, Starfield is gonna be massive, especially with the resources that they're pu- putting into it. Todd's Howard Howard's comments, it's like this is the game that they're dreamed of making. I I don't think that's like an actual marketing thing that they're saying. It's just he's really excited for it. The studio generally sounds excited for Starfield, and I'm just looking forward to the blowout in June. You know, whenever they're having their E3 thing, so presumably June. You know, well, it, it will be the year of Starfield. I'll be curious to see, again, I'll be curious to see where a bunch of these dates line up because, again, guys, there will be a, a couple of, of big games. It's just a matter of, well, will we get a release date for this year or not? Like Redfall, we really don't know. I know that there's been some murmurs of a delay for that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I know that we're going to have a bunch of indie games that will be coming out. I know... Oh. Tunic's going to be coming out in March. Um, Somerville, I'm not sure if it's coming out this year. There, again, there's a bunch of indie titles. Out this year. Well, uh, they're going to have their event in uh, March for the in, in, in the ID at Xbox. Um, so we'll, we'll learn about a bunch of new games too. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a real solid year. And you you throw up uh, Game Pass. On top of that, uh, you know, you're going to have uh, about four AAAs, um, Deathloop into the mix, day one on Game Pass. Uh, you know, it's That's just... What people don't, they underestimate with that is that when you have Game Pass as well, there's going to be some other awesome, crazy deals yeah. that are going to be happening. Like, like it might not be exclusive, but... Right. on other platforms you have to shell out so maybe you don't shell out for that game and you gotta skip it because you're buying God of War this month and then right after it who knows where Horizon lands um, or like between those two like wh- how many months apart they are and maybe you just don't have the money because you're buying some other third party games and then there is a game that drops on Game Pass that you wanted to pick up but you can't so mm. yeah it's just a well, shame because I was looking forward to to playing Stalker Two in April. Like I was gonna set some time aside for it. Um, you know, it, it does look like a really nice title, a huge like again open world shooter uh, with a lot of different aspects to it. The game looks beautiful graphically, and just I was just very curious about the narrative and so on. Uh, to see it get pushed back to December, I mean, again, it's not the first game to get pushed back to December, and Halo Infinite, obviously, this past year seemed to have done pretty darn well, so I'm not worried about it personally getting pushed back to December, but, uh, you know, I know that the studio, uh, G- GSC, uh, what was it, like a week ago, they had received, uh, so, or maybe, actually, it was right before Christmas, they had received some flack, because they made an announcement on social media about you know nfts how they're gonna play in game for npcs and again they got a lot of flack on social media about that maybe i don't know maybe it's just the way that they worded it i don't know i just i a lot of people were not interested in hearing that stuff and they 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 went they went back on it pretty quickly and they said okay you know we're listening and which was good but just you know the past few weeks haven't been very good for them unfortunately what's so how are NFTs playing into gaming? That's that's what I'm lost. I know I understand a- NFTs, but I'm confused with this whole gaming part of it well, and what's it, bad about it's like, it. It's like a game by game basis. It's not universal, I guess. Like Stalker Two, it was like the ability to auction for to, to be NPCs. a unique character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Which, but uh, yeah, go on, go on. I don't know. Like to me, it didn't sound like terribly. Like again, I'm in. Like I'm sort of like into like like you know blockchain stuff and uh crypto so i'm not like i'm I'm familiar with the technology i'm not like really against it per se but i know that there's a lot of chatter about it recently and it's kind of a a bad word per se right now in gaming uh i know that you know yeah, they're really they're really crazy about that like crazy like, um, I know that the Troy Baker stuff came out. What was it yesterday? Too. Like, yeah, believe him. Yeah. Like it's you know, like, is that maybe why they delayed? Because that was going to help with some funding. It could, maybe. But, you know, people people are afraid, and everyone says it's going to keep growing. That that you know you're going to have uh, you know exclusivity, some type of exclusivity tied around the fact that you can spend. Uh, you know, five thousand dollars to get maybe a, a character or or a picture or some stupid stuff. Listen, it's very confusing. It's stupid. Um, does it really? Is it really matter? I don't know. A lot of people just don't like the fact that certain people can get certain things and it's not available to others, which I get. But um, you know, we had those it's called pre-order is. bonuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it really is though. Uh, um, something that people got to watch out for. I mean, Phil even talked about it, and he said uh, in his interview that he th- he doesn't like the way where it's going down. And um, like I said, it's 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 kind of hard to understand um, or or put a finger on exactly what it is. Um, and that's part of the problem, I think, with it is, is that it can go anywhere. And um, you know, we we love our video games and. They're sacred to us, but when you start, you know, messing around with it or messing with these different marketplaces and all this stuff, uh, it's kind of scary, but I hate to say it. Seems like a lot of people are getting behind it, you know what I mean? And the Troy Baker thing is just like one one example. Like, um, there seems to be a lot of money involved. Well, Microsoft is technically already involved with a bunch of blockchain projects even with the microsoft mesh project as well they're involved with a bunch of these blockchain based games for example there's one that i follow called rota you guys can look it up uh there's a lot of projects in development and a lot of these big uh, publishers and companies are kind of behind them uh again like i don't want to get into a long drawn out conversation about this stuff but uh it's not just because of the metaverse it's not just because of uh one particular thing but it's just gaming is growing and it's going to be going into different facets and i almost want to link it like guys you remember the whole kerfluffle obviously we we you know it's ingrained with xbox because of you know back in 2013 remember the whole like uh again the backlash because xbox wanted to go like the digital route and then gamers didn't want that and then now, you know, everybody's fine with the digital mm-hmm. gaming and whatnot. You know, people just kind of grew to the idea. It just took a few years to catch on, to catch on to that idea. Yeah. Whereas this kind of stuff, like, I don't know, it's still very early on and with the whole NFT thing and whatnot. But, you know, give it like, uh, let's say 10 years. It might be a big thing. It might be a normal thing. But again, like, it's funny how Xbox took that backlash all to themselves when they had all of the developers on board. Yeah. All the developers were, oh, you're doing that? Cool. That's totally fine with us. 
but they didn't get any backlash. It was only Xbox. Because they had to agree to it that all their games were going to be like, yeah, you can't resell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to stay away from things that are uh, a bit making th- things that make fans divided. I think that's not what they need right now. And yeah. they know that. Yeah, no, and that's this would be a great opportunity to lock down more exclusivity uh, with the uh, with Stalker. They're like, hey, oh, you need to delay it? Oh, okay, we can step in here, give you some more resources so you don't have to delay it seven months. Um, maybe just uh, give us a few more months because it's rumored to be, I guess, a three month deal. Yeah, uh, you know, go yeah. a little bit longer time so then we have it out, you know, because. Who knows when? Because that can definitely visually, that can definitely compete with, from what we've seen, with like Horizon and you know some of the Sony's top studios. Like visually, that it looked awesome. It looked probably like the most next gen thing we've seen in like a you know playable state like that. So. And if I'm to be honest too, Eric, like I I was kind of surprised that they didn't lock down that as an exclusive because it looked really really good. Like, and it would be a smart move for them to have that classic yeah uh and it's just a rumor that it's three months because there was some promotional not even promotional it was more like because it wasn't like a public document um so who because that's the where the three month thing comes from someone took a screenshot of some like uh i don't know if it's a slide or powerpoint where it showed like three months so who knows if that deal's still the, the same deal so i mean because because the developer hasn't mentioned anything and whenever he's been asked he's been like oh yeah uh yeah we're not developing for you know yeah. we don't even know what a ps5 is i don't even have a ps5 dev kit i think they've said yeah. uh, people would ask them in the past on reddit one, one thing of note is that they're in poland uh based out of poland i believe or russia ukraine or is it, yes they're they're they're, they're uh uh, based out of Ukraine, which means it's overseas money, which means that uh, it's a lot cheaper for Xbox to make an investment. So uh, it could be one of these things where they're, you know, the, the cultivating the relationship. And if it hits, uh, they might look into it. But the fact that it's day one on Xbox Game Pass is absolutely incredible because it is. Oh, that, yeah, that too. It's a huge deal. That man, that's why they needed to make that thing. Give them the funding. I know you already gave them funding in a sense because it's you know, you gave them a bag for Game Pass, but mm. dang, if that dropped in Game Pass like in the summer and just oh, that would have been everybody be playing it because it'd be like a dead summer because it's supposed to hit in April, right? Or right at the start of spring, yeah, that'd have been perfect time because there's probably going to be some heavy hitters in that time, and that would have been a, yeah. hopefully, you know, we'll see how it turns out, but you know. A banger. So well for them, for them to push it back like that long, like it just showed you. Like again, there's some things behind the scenes that we don't know about, but that I think everybody yeah. agrees that that would have been the perfect time. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks great. That's crazy because, like, at least with Scalebound, when they, the last time we ever saw that game, it looked rough. Like <laughs> it, it was oh, like yeah. li- like you could try to see the frames dropping, like ooh. Yes, yeah, doesn't look like it's ready. <laughs> I don't know how it's dropping seven months because that one was supposed to drop like, uh, like they showed it in E three and then it was supposed to drop like early, early the following year. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, this ain't gonna make it. <laughs> They're gonna delay this, but and then they permanently delayed it. 
<laughs> yeah, permanently. Yeah. Comes out uh, 2030. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Centurion Pal, uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, Stalker 2 getting delayed? Uh, do you think it's a good thing? Well, um, it really sucks that it's being delayed. That was one of the games I was definitely looking forward to in that part of the year. Um, you, I can't say it's not going to be a, I can't say it's going to be a bad thing. I mean, we definitely don't want a game that's going to be released in a very bad state. We've seen how delays can completely change a game with like Halo Infinite. And honestly, you know, my, not to just, I guess just to be blunt about it, my entire life does not revolve around one game. Stalker 2 was delayed. Does it suck? Yes. Was I looking forward to playing something new? Yes. But I have a million games in my backlog. Um, Game Pass is drowning me in content. And I can't seem to stop playing ESO. So I definitely am going to have games to play. And I'll be able to wait for Stalker 2 when it comes out. Um, But yeah, it also seems like now I guess Redfall potentially might be facing a delay um, we're starting to see a lot of, um, we're starting to see some resurgences of the, the pandemic from when it first started. We're starting to see things go a little backwards. Um, and uh, definitely there's some companies now that are definitely going to be shifting, um, how they produce games, how their workforce is going to work. And, we're probably going to see some delays as a result of things kind of going a little awry with this new variant going across the world. Um, I'm not going to lose sleep over it though. I mean, it, I'm still an Xbox fan. I love what Xbox does. I understand delays happen and I'm not going to completely just be like, Oh, well, the year shot stalker two got delayed. Well, another thing to Centurion, I mean, if the, the roadmap for games uh like still follows i mean we got well a similar ish game like sort of uh atomic heart dropping into game pass supposedly i think the release date sometime in may if i'm not mistaken so you mean either way there's lots of games to play definitely if you're looking for that russian sci-fi shooter atomic punk i mean atomic heart is going to definitely uh fill that gap quite well it's going to be a very interesting game i also feel that maybe now uh with atomic heart coming out without being overshadowed by stalker 2 we'll probably see a lot more eyes focused on atomic heart allowing munfish to get some uh, recognition for a lot of the hard work that they've done and i mean like stalker 2 is just fine you want to talk about a game that was in some development hell go read some of the stuff on atomic mm-hmm. heart i yeah. i even did a paper on it for lordsofgaming.net shout out to them and i i was completely shocked on just some of the situations that munfish have had to deal with in the development of their of of atomic heart yeah truly eye-opening and that's a game that i've been looking forward to for a long time but uh they've they've done a lot of good over the past year and i'm really looking forward to that title it gives me bioshock vibes with uh russian so looking forward to that but uh yeah i mean it's too bad about stalker 2 fellas but again there's a lot lot of games coming so no need to worry just let them take their time finish the game and uh, again quality over being rushed right don't want to rush i gotta say one thing yeah i gotta say one thing though 
because um, I feel like I'm looking at the bright side of things, and that uh, if you think about it, if this three-month exclusivity is real, only the PS5 version has been delayed into 2023. Before, we had to share that game in the same year as them, and now it's going to be in the busiest month of the year, only on Xbox, day one Game Pass, and we get all the hype, all the chatter, and they got to wait when everything like settles down. So I, I just, I, I'm, I'm seeing the silver lining. I point that out on Twitter and people like, uh, uh, there's a little bit of triggered there, but uh, I, I, at least during the holiday period, we got options. If you don't, if Starfield for some reason isn't your thing, at least you got Stalker too, if that's your thing. So hmm. in the end, I, I think we want out. I will say though that I, I'm, I don't know the whole three month exclusive thing. I don't really get. I mean, I thought it would like make it more worthwhile to do maybe six months or a year for a game like that, especially with what they've invested in it from the sounds of things. But yeah, but um, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. We only like you know we hear about like certain leaks and whatnot. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, you know that was a very good uh, comment, MLD. Uh, but moving on to the last topic for tonight, and we've got uh, some KI grumblings, guys. Killer Instinct. And according to Windows Central, uh, Jess Corden, a source stated that one of Bandai Namco's fighting teams may be involved in this. Ooh. Could a Xbox be working with Bandai Namco on this? That uh, would be very interesting. Uh, MLD, buddy, uh, KI is a beloved IP that we keep hearing murmurs over the past well the last year really uh do you think that bandai namco would be a, a good choice a good fit for this ip to uh you know get one of their fighting teams involved here i really think it's actually a good fit because um for whatever reasons iron galaxy double helix they are the, the former developers of the last killer instinct they are just not available to work on it so an xbox they can't just uh Get, make a stew out of scratch. It's going to take too much time. Better to outsource the work to someone who is capable, who is already established. Uh, we've also seen, I, I feel like that is like the best route where the, it's like an Xbox publishing deal. And we, we've seen things where uh, industry veterans, like uh, someone from NetherRealm was recently hired at Xbox Publishing. And now there's rumors that they're doing a deal with uh, uh, Nam, yeah, Namkai Bando. Like, they got the things with, uh, yeah, they got, what, Dragon Ball Z, Tekken, Soul Calibur under their belts. Like, they've all had influences on those games. All solid fighting games. All, like, games with unique characters. Exactly what Killer Instinct is. Like, every character is incredibly unique. And it's just going to be a slam, it's going to be a slam hit if they do it right. And uh, hopefully we hear about it soon. I mean, I looked up the stats on Killer Instinct. Apparently, when it hits Steam... That it reached the, the IP reached like 10 million gamers played overall, like not a small number by any means. So the game is definitely still alive. It has a very, very active uh, niche uh, community right now. And I, I think, I don't think there's really a, a better developer out there. I mean, that that's available that can make this. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're very capable and it should be good. Mm -hmm. well, I, can tell, I can tell you something that, um, a little tidbit I know on the subject. Um, I think Jez is, Jez is uh, barking up the right tree here. Uh, I do believe they met um, when Phil was in Japan uh, the last go-arounds. 
uh, the day after Kojima, um, from what I heard. But I, I don't know. Uh, I do think that, that this is true. And Jez's sources, as as have proven, have been very good. So, um, yeah, I do think this is true. Uh, Killer Instinct, I do believe, is being rebooted. And um, it only makes sense. Listen, last generation... A few games uh, did really well, and one of the games that did well was uh, Killer Instinct. It did very well on PC, and it did uh, good on console. And, you know, they did the model of where they were releasing. Uh, it was a free-to-play, I believe. Uh, I don't believe that's going to be the case here. I think this is going to be a full-fledged Killer Instinct. And um, uh, if that's the case... Uh, Awesome. It's just that's it's, that's something that this uh, Xbox prides themselves on variety, uh, and uh, they are missing that 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 exclusive uh, fighting game. And uh, you know, Killer Instinct is just really uh, an awesome franchise. And uh, next gen only Killer Instinct graphics pushed out. Bandy and Namco working on it. You know, I'm I'm excited. Put it that way. And also, if you look towards, uh, I, I, I talked about it um, uh, two previous shows back. Uh, there's a couple of LinkedIn uh, uh, guys that just came on to Xbox, ex- executive producer, that uh, quite frankly made uh, 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 fighting games. And uh, um, I don't have the name. I think one's name is Aaron. Uh, yeah. Nana would know. Uh, or I, I talked about it, but it's two people. They both worked uh, at Neverrealm, and they're, one's a technical director and one's an executive producer. Uh, they both worked at Neverrealm. They also worked at Warner Brothers and uh, obviously working on fighting games. Uh, Killer Instinct is a real thing. It's happening, in my opinion. And Jez's source... Uh, and what he's talking about is uh, I can kind of, um, you know, cross-source it and say that I believe from things that I've known from the past that it's true. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very interesting that they would pick uh, Bandai Namco because, I, like MLD was saying, they do have quite the collection of IP that, again, they have a lot of fighting games uh tekken soul Calibur, guilty gear uh jump force if anybody remembers all the dragon ball fighters as well and you know which is interesting because i mean over the past year or two xbox has been very close with uh those games jump force if i'm not mistaken uh got heavily marketed on the xbox side of things when it came out so it kind of makes sense that xbox would talk to bandai namco about this plus I mean, let's be honest, guys. It's difficult to find fighting game devs these days, like ones that are um, like truly available. I mean, NetherRealm's already tied down to Mortal Kombat and Injustice with uh, WB, and Iron Galaxy seems to want to work on its own IP from the sounds of things. And other than that, it just kind of gets a little dry. So it, it makes sense that they would reach out to Bandai Namco about this, um, I even saw a video from, uh, you know, fighting game enthusiast, uh, YouTuber, Maximilian Dude. I mean, everybody knows that he loves KI. I mean, he's made so many videos about KI. And he was talking about these rumors uh, a couple of days ago. And he was kind of 
Well, he had a lot of things to say about it. Uh, the only thing about Bandai Namco is apparently I, I don't play their uh, their fighters like their, uh, and I don't know about the online, but apparently that the net code for the games aren't that great in comparison to Ki. So I would really hope that Xbox Game Studios, you know, they uh, they have an internal team working on that uh, multiplayer that uh, net code to be able to you know make it as smooth as possible. Because- ATG baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they'll dispatch ATG, we talked about earlier in the show, and that specifically, they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're correct. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Tim. I forgot about that. Um, but That know. does point in the right direction if you, in that article, uh, what's his name, Aaron, uh, from, uh, worked at NetherRealms, and, or he was just working at WB Games and was working on the Mortal Kombat series. So him coming over and now being part of Xbox, uh, publishing you know that maybe they hired him because of that and then that might yeah. mean at least they're whether or not the whole bandai namco thing is true at least maybe pointing in the direction that killer instinct mm. is going to continue so which is I what think we're all wondering yeah i think it's a safe bet uh that they're doing it um and uh yeah, I mean, I, I, I think uh, I, I know that, that, that it's been asked for for a while, um, but I do think that it's maybe, uh, maybe it was greenlit recently, um, and that's why Jez reported on it. But I, like I said, uh, I just by the signings of Aaron, and there was also another person, and the, the positions that they're put in, he's an executive producer mm-hmm. at Microsoft Studios, and they don't name where he's working. So he could be working for Publisher Global, and he could be a part of the project uh, with Namco. Namco. Um, but for him to be in that position and the other person to be a technical director, which I think is, is a gameplay uh, portion, uh, you know, you put two and two together, you're going to get four. And uh, I think it's very – I think – uh, if you're betting, I think it's like 80%, 20% that it's gonna be, there's going to be a KI. And for me, that's awesome. Uh, I just hope it's, uh, you know, it's it's in the, in, the, in the way they made the last one. I mean, Iron Galaxy did a fantastic job, uh, you know, with KI. And it really was a great, great game. And um, I look forward to every time when they release their characters. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fighting fan. And... Uh, my ultimate dream is to have uh, Mortal Kombat versus KI as a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even care if it's multiplayer. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't care. I just want the game to be made. Uh, that's my ultimate. You know, it's like one of my uh, biggest asks. Uh, and um, yeah, here we are. I think that uh, yeah, it's uh, you know maybe we see something E3. Um, I do think that Xbox uh, take this to the bank too. Uh, they're looking into two, 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 uh, projects this year, two shows, uh, E3 being one of them. And then maybe a person in person at the end of the year, uh, if all goes right with the stupid, uh, well, whatever you want to call it, the, the, mm. uh, Omnicron, Deltacron, uh, you know, there's supposedly there's, uh, you know, there's vaccines now coming that are going to come down that uh, cover all variants. So, they, you know, if we get to the point where it's, we're at the end of the year and, and it's looking a lot safer and we can have an in-person event, uh, I think EXO 2022 is uh, 
be looked at. I, uh, at least I, or I can tell you this: they, you know, they're not writing off having two shows this year. Where last year they only had one show and they had kind of the uh, game awards to backfill. Uh, I think in this case uh, they have so much stuff that they can't finish it. F- f- finish putting one show, and um, I do believe that Phil. Uh, uh, personally, was very upset last year because he loves the fans and he loves the uh, interaction. And uh, you know, uh, he was he was looking forward to having it this year. Um, but uh, Omicron Omicron came, and here we are. We're having another digital E3, uh, but um, in person event or some type of another event, I do believe is being looked at for the end of the year. Um, quite frankly, because Xbox. Has a shit ton of games coming. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, we're just talking about games themselves. I mean, you know, even, uh, you know, DLC and shit. Like, you know, you look at, uh, what was it? Uh, the day that Halo Infinite launched, you saw, like, they put down a patent for uh, Halo the Endless. I mean, that'd be freaking cool if uh, they showed something off for that, too. Uh you know, they got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, guys. It's insane. First party alone is going to be insane over the next couple of years. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to what they have. And even for games that we know, I mean, we haven't seen gameplay for Avowed and a lot of other games. So, again, like, just a lot of good stuff to look forward to. And then with the, all these KI rumors, it just it's really exciting. Can you imagine if we got a KI trailer at the end of the year? Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, Centurion Pal, I'll pick your brain on this. Um, does uh, Bandai, Namco, and uh, KI seem like a good formula? A good mix? I'm going to be truthful. I have not had much experience with uh, Bandai, Namco's fighting games. Um, fighting games haven't exactly always been my cup of tea. I've been kind of, I guess, like a, another realm uh fan that always plays mortal Kombat and injustice and that's about as far as i went down that rabbit hole i played around with like uh power rangers battle for the grid i forget who did that one um i definitely want to say that it would be nice though for xbox to strengthen their relationship with bandai namco um they definitely need to be able to create more games with developers from that part of the world um, but also at the same time, I would also have to say maybe I'm a little jaded and uh, bias of Bandai Namco because I just see them constantly screw with people on YouTube. The minute you publish any gameplay from Bandai Namco, uh, you get that little mark that basically says that, you know, technically it's copyright infringement and they're going to advertise yeah. on your video. Um, but you're not getting a strike, but still it's like Bandai Namco really, for some reason, loves to, uh, kind of nix people for using their gameplay online, which I guess is one of the reasons why I've never always, I, I mainly play their single player experiences like Code Vein. I just went and got Scarlet Nexus. Um, I'm definitely a fan of their RPGs, uh, it, I will definitely say I'm probably not the right person to sit here and talk about their pedigree when it comes to um, a fighting game. I know creating a fighting game can be incredibly difficult, um, especially with trying to create good controls 
for online multiplayer in a fighting game. So definitely, I really just hope that they're up to the task and are able to do uh, what needs to do be done to preserve Killer Instinct. I've heard a lot of people talk great things about it. There's a lot of fanfare for it. So they've definitely uh, got some big shoes to fill from some developers that have been able to do it right. And I hope Bandai Namco can kind of keep that train going and not kind of undo what has already been established with the Killer Instinct franchise. Mm -hmm. Well said, well said. And to be fair, Centurion, I'm not like a huge fighting game uh, like player myself either. I do, I, I do have a really great relationship with KI though. I mean, I loved uh, playing it in the arcades and whatnot, and yeah, Mortal Kombat and so on. I, it just again, they're not usually like it's not my the genre that I really um, am strong with. Like, I can't pick up fighting games like a lot of other people, but I do see. I, I love watching like competitive videos of fighting games though because those are really interesting. Um, but yeah, with KI though, guys, like it's really exciting hearing all of this, all this stuff, uh, coming out. Uh, it sounds like, uh, both Jez and Tim have some pretty good, uh, sourcing on this and I'm looking forward to the next few months. Hopefully we get to hear something about an announcement soon because guys, KI, there's a lot of passionate people that are you know, really hyped for uh, that for KI and want a new KI. And it would just be, yeah, it'd be great for it to have. I, I would, I, the only thing I would say is I would love to see them have like a proper single player this time around. So hopefully they get that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for KI. More KI is always a good thing. And I think the chat agrees. But um, you know what, guys? I think on that note, uh, we'll start closing off tonight's show. And I got to say, fun show with the guys as we delved into some new Xbox Series console figures, Stalker 2, KI, with the whole Bandai Namco thing, and, you know, some other things on top of that. And to all the fine people that joined in tonight, thanks for stopping by. Uh, certainly don't forget to smack that like button, share this out, and to sub to the channel. Uh, also, hit the bell to be reminded when we go live. Well, again, if YouTube decides to cooperate, YouTube kind of sucks that way. But uh, moving over to show outros, uh, starting with uh, General MLD, buddy. Hey, good show tonight, my friend. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Thank you, thank you. Great show. You guys can follow me on Twitter uh, at MLD Ghost, gamer tag Ghost MLD. Uh, always up for a chat or a game of Halo. Uh, it was a great show, some good, uh, good topics here. And I'm pretty sure Xbox is going to give us even more fresh things to talk about next week. So see you guys then. Mm -hmm. Totally, brother. Uh, Tim Dog, buddy, really informative show tonight. Really awesome comments. Uh, where can these lovely people find you at? Find me on Twitter, XCloud Tim Dog, same as on Xbox. Um, every Sunday night I'll be here, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also Tuesday, RDX, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Great show, great panel. Uh, and like uh, General MLD says, uh, uh, Xbox probably have some more stuff that's positive that we'll be talking about next week. So, uh, great show, and I'll see you next week, y'all. <laughs> Good stuff, Timmy. Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, I loved your points tonight, pal. Very informative, as per usual. Uh, where can all the listeners follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter. Easy Shock on Xbox Live, but yeah. Uh, good show tonight. Glad to have 
everybody back from the holidays. Um, yeah, see you later. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. And Centurion Buddy, where can everybody follow you at, brother? Well, gentlemen, definitely another fine show. Had a great time tonight. Great discussions. Uh, for those interested in following me, please follow me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and Twitter. You can also follow me every Saturday night on the Shop Podcast and every Sunday night on the TXR Podcast. And you guys also probably just see me just randomly gaming as much as I can when I'm not at work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And to uh, round out the panel, uh, you know, it's uh, you know great show as per usual, guys. And uh, all you guys, you can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I just dropped a review for Halo Infinite a few days ago, so be sure to give that a look. I'm also on a number of different alternative media sites, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six. Um, again, thank you all for watching, and we will see you all next Sunday.